0: Welcome in to another edition of the Wisports.net podcast. I'm Travis Wilson, General Manager at Wisports.net, and your host each week as we run through all the goings-on in high school sports in the state of Wisconsin. Of course, we appreciate you listening in on whatever platform you choose, whether it's iTunes, uh, iTunes Podcasts, SoundCloud, Google Podcasts, iHeart Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, probably some others that we're not on that I uh, am just not aware of. Once everything gets uploaded to our, uh, our podcast host, probably gets sent out a few different places, but whatever the case may be, wherever you may be listening, whether it's on your jog or walk at the, uh, at the end of the day or maybe sitting at work, maybe in your car on the way home, whatever it might be, we appreciate you listening in and please make sure to tell a friend. To Listen in. We're going to get going today. Going to be heavy into football, as you can imagine. We're going to talk about some storylines that are not only immediate in terms of last week, this week, but also some kind of general storylines that we've been seeing in the first roughly half of the high school football season. But before we get to that, just want to put a little bit of a bow on the WSN basketball showcase that we held Uh, Last weekend on Sunday at Kettle Moraine High School down in suburban Milwaukee, in Wales technically, right across the street pretty much from world-famous LaDuke's Custard, where we stopped after the showcase, got one of, if not the best, hot fudge sundays I've ever had. Uh, But the showcase was an outstanding day of basketball. We had the the girls' players in in the morning. 80 girls signed up running through uh, games throughout the morning. We had some first-rate coaches in from around the state, high school head coaches, high school assistants, et cetera. Uh, Big thanks to the officials that worked the event. And then in the afternoon, a record number of boys players that came through. 192 signed up, I believe, after a few that uh, had to pull out with uh, a couple injuries from Friday night football, a few things here or there, schedule conflicts that came up, et cetera. I think we ended up uh, with around 180 or so that participated in the showcase on Sunday. It really was a great day of basketball. Some outstanding players that were in attendance. You can check out the full articles that we have, uh, uh, kind of a recap and and basic article on both of them that includes the All Showcase team as selected by the coaches, the All Hustle team, the results and standings from the uh, event there, and then some more in-depth information from Mark Miller and Norbert Durst. Uh, talking about their observations of the top players at the showcase, some of the uh, breakout performers, the top young players, best shooters, et cetera, all on WSN and uh, of course, that uh, promotion that we have available, the exposure that players get not only from uh, that, but also the numerous, co- excuse me, college coaches that were in attendance really is second to none. Uh, I believe we were up around or over 30 different colleges that were in attendance throughout the day or at different times during the day. Um, so it really was a great day of basketball. And uh, again, uh, un- unparalleled exposure and recognition that we can provide on wisports.net, We even had real jersey numbers on the jerseys so that people could easily identify who is who, uh, unlike another event that I saw where they just had what appeared to be three inch by three inch paper cutouts. Stapled on, or uh, something uh, on clipped on, I don't know, on the jerseys that were um, a little interesting to say the least. But let's get to our talk about high school football. As we take a look back at last week, the week that was in week four of the high school football season, I think the big story had to be a pretty shocking result. In the Classic Eight, Division three top-ranked and undefeated defending state champion Catholic Memorial went down to Kettle Moraine. And I don't know that anybody outside of Kettle Moraine ever should have saw that coming. Uh, it was a, a great, uh, great game and a great result for Kettle Moraine, but they lost the first two games of the year. Their third game, they had to win narrowly over Oconomowoc, who at the time was riding a 19 or 20 game losing streak. None of that predicted or gave you know a sense that this was on the horizon for Kettle Moraine. To come out and beat the defending state champions, Kettle Moraine was outgained. I mean, Catholic Memorial had 406 yards to 223 for Kettle Moraine. But the Lazers made the plays when they had to. They got a couple field goals early in the first half, and then uh, the lone touchdown came in the third quarter, and they furiously held on, held off Catholic Memorial, in a very surprising result down in the Classic Eight. Now, if you recall, the game of the week that we had last week actually was a game on Thursday, and it lived up to the hype in a big way. Undefeated. Racine Lutheran undefeated Martin Luther, both ranked in the top three of the respective divisions. Things kind of went back and forth a little bit after Racine Lutheran had gone up early. And it came down to a decision that we have seen many times over the years, including in state final games, in state semifinal games, uh, in some of the big games that we have seen throughout the state. Martin Luther scores a touchdown with 10 seconds left to pull within one, making it 28-27. So amateur armchair coaches at, uh, at home, what would you have done? What would you do normally? Do you go for two in the win? Most likely. Or do you go and kick the extra point for a tie? Well, Rick Hopper. At Martin Luther, after his team had pulled within one, decided to go for two and go for the win. But Brady Hoppert's pass was just out of reach of the receiver, and Racine Lutheran hung on for a 28-27 win. Tyler Tenner, who we've talked about many times, 166 yards, a couple touchdowns on 27 carries, really a workhorse for the Crusaders in that one. And so the game of the week definitely lives up to the billing. Few other notable matchups from last week: Hilbert beat Cedar Grove Belgium in a uh, in a matchup of unbeaten, previously unbeaten Big Eight, or excuse me, Big East conference teams. Both were ranked pretty highly. Nineteen to nothing, Hilbert got a win in that one. Superior is a team that we'll talk about a little bit later. Is uh, one of the surprises in the early going, but they topped Eau Claire Memorial last week, twenty-one to nine. In, uh, in some other games of note, another team, another couple teams, a few teams that we'll talk about, in fact. Menominee Falls won 9-7 over Brookfield East. Both teams had been undefeated in that one. Kaukona, an impressive 35-7 to victory over defending VFA West conference champion Marshfield. As you recall, Marshfield was in the state semifinals last year and actually uh, gave Homestead all it could handle i think the score in that semifinal game last year was 12 to 7 homestead got the win and another surprise team milton seems like they might be the favorites and in control of the badger south conference surprisingly they're 4 and 0 after beating defending league champion Mono- uh, monona grove 27 to 20 last week so again we have uh, talked at, at length in the early going here, about some of these struggles for teams that were in state title games, deep in the playoffs, conference champions, etc., cetera, from last year, and just want to kind of recap where things stand with some of those teams. There was a number of teams, in fact, uh, 14 teams that we highlighted after week two that were 0-2, and just to kind of bring you up to speed on where they stand, there's a few of them that still have not got a win on the season including Rice Lake, a team that was in the Division Three state semifinals last year, a state champion just a few years ago. 0-4 are the Rice Lake Warriors. And they are in a very rough spot in terms of whether they will be able to get qualified for the playoffs at this point. The Big Rivers Conference looking pretty tough again this year, pretty balanced. Eau Claire North is down quite a bit. Um, obviously, Rice Lake... Is down. I mean, they're 0 and 4, but uh, Superior is looking much better. Oakland Memorial is looking much better this year. Hudson is still going to be fighting for their lives. And that's a big one this week as Rice Lake and Hudson will square off. The winner, you know, still alive. The loser has a tough, tough road to qualify for the postseason. So Rice Lake is 0 and 4. Defending. Eight-player state champion Sevastopol is now 0-4 after getting shellacked 60-0. 60-0 by Florence last week. Ashland won the Great Northern Conference title in outright fashion last year, but the Ordockers are 0-4 this season. Loyal is 0-4 as well. Of those teams that started 0-2, only three of them, have got back to even so far that have won their last two games. Not surprisingly, St. Mary Springs got back on track after a couple early tough losses. So they're two and two. Spencer Columbus Catholic has gotten things turned around a little bit. They're two and two and McFarland is two and two. But whether they lost in week three or whether they lost in week four, some teams are still in a very dangerous, precarious position at one and three overall. Now they're at varying records in their conference play, but Marquette, Hudson, defending Division 6 champion Iola Scandinavia, Monona Grove, Mount Hora Barneveld, Southern Door, Luxembourg-Casco, all 1-3 now after four games overall. And so you got to start wondering with some of these teams if they will make the playoffs this year. There's still a ways to go. They can still make a run. They can still... Maybe get to the three victories that could sneak them in if uh, if tiebreakers and things go the right way, and, and maybe they get four or five conference wins at this point. Who knows? But looking a little bit bleak for some of these teams, and quite surprisingly, of course. Now, on the other end of the scale, on the other end of the spectrum, there are some teams that have continued to impress early in the uh, season after struggling last year, or recently, or for many years in a row. We're going to highlight and talk about a few of them here. Uh, Starting with Evansville, a team that last year, very shockingly, went 0-9. They had a number of close games. I, I can't remember if it was four or five games that were decided by 10 or fewer points last year. But they couldn't find a way to get it done as they lost all nine of them last season. But... They have rebounded in a big way this year. They're now four and0. They have some pretty solid wins in the Rock Valley Conference. They've got a tough one this week, as they'll take on East Troy, who's only got one loss in the league. But as of right now, Evansville is the only undefeated team in the Rock Valley. They beat Edgerton last year's or excuse me, this year's uh, preseason favorite. They beat them head-to-head. Uh, They beat Turner last week, a team that we thought would be towards the upper part of the league. They beat Jefferson. They beat Broadhead Judah. So they actually have gotten through a pretty significant part of their schedule. And if they can get by East Troy this week, things are looking very well for Evansville to run the table. The, The biggest challenge they would have probably would be at McFarland, last year's conference champion, in week eight. Up in the Fox Valley and in the the VFA uh, specifically, a couple of teams that have been big-time surprises. And uh, I tweeted this out the other day. Uh, In the VFA North, there are five teams. Four of those teams are undefeated in conference play and have a combined 15-1 overall record heading into Week 5. Kimberly, you're not surprised at. Appleton North... They're 3-1 and overall. They lost once to Franklin in a uh, non-conference game, but they're 3-0 and in the league when you count the crossovers. Not a surprise. Appleton East, undefeated. Kaukana, undefeated. Those could be certainly characterized as surprises at this point in the year. Now, neither team has gotten to the you know, most challenging part of their schedule. Neither has played Kimberly, obviously. Neither has played Appleton North. Kneeler has played a couple of the other teams that look like they're at the top in, let's say, the VFA South, Hortonville and Fond du Lac. So the jury's still out on Appleton East and Kaukonah, but it is a very promising start. Mark Cromanocker is in his second year at Appleton East, doing an excellent job, but they get Kimberly this week. And that is a different level than what they have seen so far, obviously. Things are going to be ratcheted up just a little bit this week. Kaukana, uh, again, looking very good as well. So it's going to be really fun to watch how that race plays out over the next few weeks. Kaukana this week has Appleton North. Next week they have Appleton East. They still have a date with Kimberly later in the year. So, again, nothing is set in stone. I mean, none of these teams are, uh, you know, for sure going to continue on this run. And in fact, Kaukana, not only do they have Appleton North, Appleton East, and Kimberly, but they've also got a crossover against Hortonville waiting on the schedule. So they have a very, very difficult closing schedule due to the galloping ghosts. Down in the Southeast part of the state mentioned it earlier. One of the big games on the schedule was Menominee Falls and Brookfield East. And in a slugfest, Menominee Falls got the job done one nine to seven as they are undefeated. Raise your hand. If you had, Menominee Falls as the last remaining undefeated team overall in the Greater Metro Conference. Right now, they're 4-0 and overall, 4-0 and in conference. This week, they get, uh, I believe it's Waukesha West in a uh, non-conference game. Yes, they're at Waukesha West this week in a non-conference game. Brookfield Central is 3-0 in conference. They have the one out-of-conference loss. But uh, Menominee Falls has beaten Brookfield East. They have beaten Marquette, a couple of the other what we thought were going to be top contenders in the league. So while Falls has a ways to go and still some very difficult games on the schedule, you have to be impressed with what they have done so far in the early going. Brett Borum, outstanding senior linebacker, has come up huge for them. Uh, But Falls closes the season at Brookfield Central and then home against Sussex Hamilton. So it's going to be a tough ask for them to keep up this level of play against a, uh, a difficult schedule, but we'll see how it plays out. The greater Metro not exactly going the way in, in, that we thought it would in, in many cases. Uh, we thought Marquette would be much better than 1-3 overall. We thought Menominee Falls wasn't going to be 4-0 and sitting here at this point in the season. So uh, good to see a little bit of movement in that league. The Badger Conference has a couple surprises in each division. In the Badger North, even though they lost to Reedsburg last week, Sauk Prairie is looking like an improved team. And in the Badger South, a uh, a nice job taking what has been a solid program, and it looks like uh, elevating them to where they are now the favorites in the Badger South after the first few conference games. Milton Redhawks under Rodney Wiedig, his first year there after moving over from Beloit, of course, he had great success, including a state title at Bigfoot, also coached at Almond Bancroft, um, made a big difference in that program very quickly. We talked about in the big rivers where things stand, and again, Superior undefeated currently. And I don't know that uh, we thought Superior would be undefeated right now, but they've got Hudson this week. Hudson's scrambling to try to find some wins to stack up staying in the northern part of the state in the North Woods, How about the Rhinelander Hodags? 4-0 and this year. They are part of our game of the week on Wisports Sports this week. We, you know, It wasn't a, um, a game that just jumped off the schedule as a clear-cut, this is the best game in the state, this is a Fond du Lac-Kimberly-type matchup, this is Muskego and Catholic Memorial-type matchup, what have you. There, there wasn't quite that game. Some games ca- came close. Sun Prairie and Verona, uh, I gave strong consideration to, but Sun Prairie does have a loss on their schedule against Madison Memorial back in week one. Some other games uh, you know, of note that I, I thought about, uh, Wrightstown and Freedom, Kimberly and Appleton East, maybe H- Grafton and Hartford, Homestead and Whitefish Bay, but ultimately went with Ryan Lander at Medford for our game of the week this week. Rhinelander, again, 4-0. Uh, they're not beating world beaters necessarily, but this is a long ways from where the program was a few years ago and has been traditionally. Only two playoff appearances in school history since the WIA first launched playoffs for high school football in 1976. So the Hoedegs, this might be the biggest game they've had in a long, long time in decades maybe, as they travel to Medford, who is undefeated and looks like they are the favorites as of right now in the Great Northern Conference. Medford is undefeated. They have shutout victories over Chippewa Falls and Rice Lake out of the Big Rivers Conference. Anago is also undefeated in conference, and so is Mozanie, but they didn't look the part during the non-conference schedule. In fact, I had, as I had tweeted out earlier today as well, Anago got beat by a combined 97-6 to against D5 teams, powerhouse D5 teams, Stratford and Amherst, the first couple weeks. But then they've shut out Maryland-Ashland the last two weeks. So, you know, they, they I think, could be in the conversation, but based on what Medford has done overall, Medford's certainly the favorite. So for Ryan Lander to go there and have this big of a game it's a uh, a good thing for the folks up in Hodeg Country and in the uh, in the North Woods. Speaking of uh, that, the team that Rhinelander beat last week, uh, Wausau East, even though they lost last week, looking much better, uh, as I had talked about, I, I believe, last week. While East was supposed to be ineligible for the playoffs because they involuntarily left, involuntarily left, the Valley Football Association a few years ago. The WIA did give them a waiver and will allow them in the playoffs not only next year, but this year as well. And East has a few wins that they've built up. And if they get to five wins as an independent team, they would qualify for the playoffs, which is a nice step forward for East. Where just a few years ago, they were talking about how it was, uh, they weren't going to be able to sustain their program. They had to get out of the VFA. They... Weren't competitive, people were you know, writing letters to the editor of the paper saying how it was so unsafe and, and everything else. But Kevin Grundy steps in, get things, gets things uh, going in the right direction. Some other teams that are surprises early in the year, River Ridge is 4-0. That's a little bit of a surprise down in the Six Rivers, which is shaping up to be an outstanding conference, an outstanding race the last half of the season. St. John's Northwest Military Academy, second season under Glenn Derby, a former NFL player. And they are looking very good in the early going. After struggling for a number of years, Chilton looking good. Uh, they're undefeated. They just beat, uh, I believe it was Two Rivers last week in a shutout. So they're undefeated and uh, have a collision course a collision course with Keel coming up a little bit later this year. Lomira, even though they lost to, in fact, I'm sorry, that Chilton Keel game by the way is this week. Uh, that was another game that I gave consideration to for uh, for game of the week. Uh, Lemira, again, even though they lost to St. Mary Springs last week, they've got things turned around after having to cancel their program a few years ago, or I guess maybe more than a few years ago. I think it was almost a decade ago now. But good to see the Lions back in contention a little bit more. So it's good to have kind of a balance where we, we have some programs that, yeah, they're struggling more than we had thought. But it does allow some other teams to kind of rise up, and there is kind of a counterbalance where it's not all, oh, these teams are struggling. This is, the, you know, this is what we're talking about. It's good to have some of these positive surprise teams ready to step in and uh, do some big things. And again, we'll, we'll see how things go the rest of the year with some of them, and we'll keep tracking these teams as we go along. So, this is a week, uh, a pivotal week in week five. For a lot of these teams, it's the third conference game, and so it makes a big difference whether you start or you're going to be sitting two and one in conference after this week, or one and two. Just like in baseball, there's a big difference in your batting average whether it's a one and two count or a two and one count. Same thing goes in high school football in terms of how you start out in your conference schedule. For some teams, the teams that are in 10-team conferences like the Big 8, the FRCC, Rock Valley, this is a week where the top echelon, the teams that are undefeated, will clinch playoff spots. As we, I think, had talked about last week, there were some teams that became playoff eligible last week. In fact, uh, 10 of them became playoff eligible, and we'll have a lot more that will join that group and or clinch playoff spots after week five we'll spend a lot more time going forward the next few weeks talking about the playoffs and what that means and what the vernacular means that we use you can also look for a playoff report article on withsports.net that will come out after week five the first one that we'll do and we'll continue each week of the remaining part of the regular season where we'll break down all the teams that have clinched a playoff spot, all the teams that have become playoff eligible, all the teams that are one win away from either clinching or becoming playoff eligible. So the playoffs will continue to be an even bigger part of our discussions and what you'll see on Wissports.net, what you'll hear on the WSN podcast over the next few weeks. I already hit on some of the big matchups that we're looking forward to this weekend around the state. Uh, again, the the game of the week is Medford hosting Rhinelander. The game I'll be at, I think, is uh, one that will draw a lot of attention, and that will be Verona at Sun Prairie. Verona looked really, really good offensively the first three weeks. Slowed down a little bit last week. Madison West actually kind of kept them in check. It was 21-9 or 21-6, something like that. Uh, Verona ended up winning that one. So we'll see if they can get that offense fired back up. Sun Prairie, always a talented team, always a uh, strong threat. And this is an important stretch for Verona. They have Sun Prairie this week. They have currently undefeated Madison Memorial next week. And the following week, they have Madison La Follette, who's looking like an improved team this year. So a very important stretch for a Verona team that has the tools, has the talent, to be among the best in Division One and potentially make that deep playoff run that uh, everyone except Sun Prairie has been unable to do over the last decade or so. Verona did make it to a state title game in Division II. Was it 2000, 2008, I think? Maybe my first year at WSN. I think they uh, made it potentially. Maybe it was 2007. But uh, other than Sun Prairie's run to a couple state title games, the Big 8 has not fared well in the playoffs, but Verona seems like the kind of team that has the talent to be able to get that done. Other games of note, as I mentioned, business picks up for Appleton East as they welcome in Kimberly this week. Kaukana gets their, first, uh, their biggest challenge to date, I think, as they travel to Appleton North. First place in the Northeastern Conference is on the line as Wrightstown, who's ranked second in Division Four. Travels to Freedom, who's ranked 7th. First place in the Eastern Wisconsin Conference on the line. Keel, 3rd ranked team in D4. Hosts Chilton, the 7th ranked team in Division 5. Game on Saturday. Trying to figure out if this is a trap game potentially or a uh, get exposed type of game, for lack of a better way to put it. Racine Lutheran follows up that big win over Martin Luther. They play Saturday at Kenosha St. Joseph, who's undefeated in, in, in the top 10 in Division 5, but still unsure a little bit about the Lancers. If they're really in the same category as what we assumed was going to be the top three in the Metro Classic, we're seeing Lutheran, we're seeing St. Catharines, and Martin Luther. But we'll find out there. We'll, it, it, it will be a, uh, a prove-it type of game for St. Joe's. So those are a a few of the big games that we'll be watching around the state this week. And, and of course, there'll be many more that you'll see highlighted in various ways, including our weekly preview that will come out tomorrow on Thursday, including uh, things that we'll talk about on Football Friday Night on Friday. And uh, so we'll we'll see. Uh, We'll see how things play out this week. But, again, it is kind of a pivotal week and an important week for a lot of these teams as they either try to get back on track. Maybe try to prove that they're for real and things start to separate themselves a little bit as we get to this point in the season. So that'll do it for this edition of the WSN podcast. Looking forward to a great week of high school football. Make sure you check out Football Friday Night on Friday night on the uh, affiliate in your area. You can find those affiliates. We'll post them on social media on Friday. You can find them on our Football Friday Night page as well. So listen in. If you can't find it anywhere, pull it up on the iTunes or excuse me, on the uh, iHeart Media app. Just search Football Friday Night. Or you can listen on many of the affiliate stations, including the Big1070.com, based out of Madison, our flagship station. Until then, I'm Travis Wilson, General Manager at Wisports.net. We'll see you at a game.